Come on in, sit back, relax, and listen to episode 153 of the Wolf Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends, updates, and best practices all around wealth management technology. And this episode is our July news update. So you're going to get mainly news and some analysis from me about the news. Then we have eight or nine stories, so it's a lot. I'm going to try to squeeze it all in and under the amount of time I'm allotted. But before I do that, I want to remind everyone to please go to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com, and read about some of our offerings, specifically our competitive analysis offering. If you are a fintech firm, you need to know what your competitors are doing. You should call Ezra Group to help you. We do a detailed competitive analysis uh, on your category and area of uh, that you're selling your software in. Uh, providing a high-level overview of the market down and drilling down into a much more detailed level, uh, features, functionality, pricing, service support, clients, uh, segmentation, uh, and more. So you need to go to EzraGroupLLC.com. You can get a free uh, consultation anytime by filling out the form on the homepage. We'd love to hear from you. A couple of quick housekeeping notes before we continue. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Make sure to check out our sponsor, the Invest in Others Charitable Foundation. Uh, Charitable Foundation, sorry about that, at investinothers.org. And now let's jump right into July's Wealth Tech News. Our first story in the July news is Investnet acquires ready to technology. This is an interesting, uh, one of the, the only MA uh, stories uh, this month. Well, it's, it's summertime, so we expect it to be a little slow, but it's a big one for us um, since this is not one of our areas of expertise. Um, we know a lot about billing software and billing systems, and Ready2 is one of the leaders in the industry when it comes to fee billing in wealth management. So InvestNet buying them is a major coup for InvestNet. It definitely bounces them up to one of the leaders, if not the leader, in billing on the, on the billing side when it comes to um, the different areas that Ready2 has available. Now, Ready2 has, uh, of course, there's fee calculation, invoice creation, payouts and accounting, um, and billing compliance. It's cloud-based, single sign-on, and they've got three main products. One is called Revenue Manager, which is an asset manager billing tool. Uh, the second one is called Wealth Manager, which is broker-dealers, TAMPs, and other wealth management firms. And then third is Billfin, which is uh, uh, for RIAs. So three different product lines, which gives InvestNet um, some wide latitude to use these tools around their um, their different pl their platform uh, capabilities. So I would see now InvestNet's got a very good footprint in the asset manager space, mainly through their model marketplace, where they are the largest model marketplace in the industry, bringing in asset managers and connecting them with advisors broker deals, RIAs, uh, to deliver their models. Um, and they've got some tools and technology there for asset managers around the model delivery, management, reporting, and such. But they don't have a lot of asset management um, specific software. So this is one piece for them, the revenue manager tool of Ready2 that allows uh, asset managers to do billing, uh, institutional grade billing. Of course, there's a lot of complexities around, around all these different buildings. So having the software is incredibly important for any wealth management firm. We've done a number of uh, RFPs and deployments of billing software. It is complex. It sounds easy. Hey, just look at the assets and bill it. But there's so many different levels. There's so many what ifs. Uh, there's also so many different ways to bill. 
as firms grow uh, and expand and there's mergers, they tend to uh, grandfather in old billing rules. So the new system that you're using has to support all these old grandfathered in rules. So you wind up getting different tiers. You can tier your, your billing based on assets, of course. You can also tier it based on number of accounts. You can tier, you can uh, change the billing based on um, uh, the types of securities they're holding. You have to be able to, to avoid uh, billing certain things, which is called below the line. So the, all these different what ifs and exceptions to the rules make the billing uh, pretty complicated. We see the wealth manager tool, a very tool being used in conjunction with Investnet's EMV2 platform, their enterprise uh, software. Now that already has billing, but it's not as good as what Ready2 has. So whether they will replace it, I don't know. I would imagine they'll, they will replace it at some point. You really just can't, you can't merge these tools. They're not gonna be able to merge wealth manager into Investnet's billing. They're gonna have to replace it. So, but the good news is billing isn't really tightly integrated. There's no, there's no real-time billing. Almost all billing systems work off of a batch file that comes to the custodian and other files that come from elsewhere that they run overnight to do the bills or quarterly, monthly. Uh, so they can easily plug in uh, Wealth Manager into the platform. And I know a lot of investment clients are already using Wealth Manager for their billing. So it's something that won't be very difficult to integrate and it will give them a much high, higher level capabilities, um, better sales for their enterprise platform. The third piece of uh, Billfin has been really growing fast in the RIA space, especially in, in breakaway advisors, startup RIAs, which is an area that investment doesn't have a huge footprint in, although they, they did buy um, Portfolio Center from Schwab, which had a lot of small RIAs. Um, so this could be part of a solution where they're building, uh, building something for smaller RIAs uh, and offering uh, these types of solutions. It would be a great tool for that. Uh, Billfin has got some great support. Uh, it's got some great, uh, we really like the interface uh, and the user workflows around Billfin. So uh, it's used by RIAs, small wealth managers, financial planners, um, great tool for there. So we really like this acquisition. We see it helping being helping uh, Investnet uh, a little bit. You know, again, there's lots of decisions in making uh, process when you're buying a new platform. It isn't just about billing, but billing is an important part and you don't want that to, to uh, mess things up when, you, when you're doing a sale. So great move by Investnet acquiring ready to congrats you guys. Our next story is Bento Engine raises $1.1 million in seed funding from wealth management industry leaders. You can read the story on Business Wire or Barron's or RIA Biz. Um, their technology at Bento Engine identifies opportunities for advisor involvement and combines that with relevant content and alerts that are sent to the CRM for advisors review. I really liked uh, what um, Brooks Sothal wrote in RIA Biz um, in his intro. Nine of the better known RIA influencers are betting a combined $1 million on two JP Morgan breakaway executives who hatched an idea inside the giant bank they hope will attract RIAs as chief clients. So this seed round uh, funding is, includes an impressive list of successful RIA uh, builders, tech leaders, and consultants, including Marty Bicknell, Shannon Easy, Greg Friedman, um, uh, Doug Fritz, Jen Goldman, Anton Hanekman, Andy Putterman, Gavin Spitzner, and Kelly Waltrick. Quite an impressive list. I don't really see a lot of firms announcing all of their investors like this. So interesting marketing uh, campaign here from Bento Engine. Uh, certainly. Puts a, 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 a note of of uh, 
um, confidence in their technology with all these people who I know I respect everyone on this list is willing to put their own money in to, uh, to support them. So uh, interesting announcement. So what is Bento Engine? We've got them on the Kitsus Ezra, um, Ezra Group Advisor Tech Solutions Map, which you can find at kitsus.com. We have Bento Engine in the Advice Engagement category. Now the technology identifies opportunities for advisors involvement. I'm not sure exactly how it does that, but it must use some sort of algorithm to look through um, the existing clients and prospects in the advisor's CRM, and then highlights relevant content in their content library. So it's kind of a combination of a number of different uh, services that we have uh, in the map. Mainly, this seems more like digital marketing to me. Uh, it's some prospecting optimization as well. Uh, so that's why it falls under advice engagement, but it could also be in the digital marketing category. Now, Bento Engine claims they help three main groups of, uh, of clients, existing clients, prospects, and the children of existing clients, which are basically just prospects, um, future prospects. They, um, in some of these articles, the this, the uh, executives at Bento Engine combined, compared their product to Vesterly, which was actually an unsuccessful venture. Um, they've since they were doing um, content marketing, uh, pushing out content to um, clients, uh, using some sort of algorithms that were supposed to generate better responses, didn't work so well. They wound up pivoting. They raised about fourteen million, and then wound up pivoting into more of uh, advertisement um, management, ad managing advertising dollars for firms. And I think they're doing uh, better with that. They also, I would also compare that to Advisor Stream, which was a successful company based in Toronto. They were sold to Broadridge last year. Also built out of uh, an interesting content marketing, content library that would push out content to clients, track it, um, um, track the interaction with the content, tell you which content worked better, then send more of that content. And that was a successful product. Uh, I like that uh, Bento Engine talks a lot about their API integrations. Uh, Ezra Group are all about APIs, all about integrations with uh, our applications. And we, we love to hear vendors talking about how they're building out integrations. Speaking of integrations, the Ezra Group integration score, which is coming out next month for Bento Engine, we have them ranked, uh, scored at a 7.2 out of 10, which is good. Uh, if it was an eight or more, it would be excellent, but they're a seven, which is good, perfectly fine, uh, which actually puts them at the top of the advice engagement category. So uh, that's good for Bento Engine. Their platform integrates with a number of CRMs, including Salesforce, Microsoft Dynamics, Practify, Redtail, and Wealthbox. So they pretty much got the entire market covered there. They were founded in 2021 and launched the platform at the end of the year. So they founded in May of 2021, and they claim they launched the platform October 21. That's a pretty fast turnaround. Currently, they report about 30 firms with 150 advisors use it. They don't say how many of those are paying. That's not unusual to um, kind of fudge that a bit. You know, you're just starting out. You want um, to get some people trying it. You give them some free trials. Give you grandfather them in on cheap uh, uh, with cheap pricing. Uh, the, pro the company is in the process of updating its pricing, but they say their new price will be less than $100 per advisor per month. I would advise it to be less than that. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a decent starting point for pricing, especially for startup in the digital marketing category. And the in, in advice engagement, we're seeing in general a lot more firms popping up with interesting, innovative ideas on how to on how to. Um, you know, help advisors in different aspects. So we kind of put them into the uh, the advice engagement category. It's kind of a catch-all for a number of different types of products. One of the other products that 
um, probably would be in that category as well. I'm just checking the list here. Um, but it's close to that category. I think we have them in digital marketing. Uh, it's called Catchlight. It's similar in that it goes through your CRM, looks through all your uh, existing clients and prospects and organizes them based on uh, a, a proprietary Catchlight score to help the advisor decide which uh, prospective clients to talk to first. Now, they uh, are funded uh, by Fidelity. They were part of the Fidelity um, Accelerator program, and um, they uh, have recently launched a T3 of just this year. So just in May, Catchlight launched. And they um, do a little bit different than, than, um, than Bento Engine. So Catchlight's more about organizing prospects and um, also integrating well using CRM uh, APIs to be able to deliver their scoring into the, the CRM and organize prospects that way. Um, they don't have the content engine or the content uh, curation that Bento Engine has, but they, they do do the prospecting, which is, I think, pretty important for a lot of advisors. So if you want to find out more information about either of these firms, you can check out Catchlight at catchlight.ai and Bento Engine at bentoengine.com. I'd like to take a break from this episode to talk about our sponsor, the Invest in Others Foundation. The Invest in Others Foundation is running the Invest in Others Awards, which is a program that recognizes the charitable work of financial advisors in communities across the country and around the world. Awards are presented at their signature event, the annual Invest in Others Awards Gala. Over 600 advisors and financial services executives attend this premier event to celebrate those individuals that actively give back to their communities. I've gone to, I think, the last three award galas. They had to cancel it for COVID, and then they canceled it again last year, uh, 2021. Uh, it was normally in September, October timeframe, but hopefully they'll have it again this year. So there are five categories of awards that recognize, uh, recognize the distinct ways that advisors have made a difference through their work with a nonprofit. So the nominations deadline is April 1st. That's less than a month. Just go to investinothers.org and you can click on the nominate, uh, click here to nominate link and nominate an advisor. Um, if they win in one of the five categories, which are Catalyst Award, Community Service Award, Volunteer of the Year Award, Lifetime Achievement Award, and Emerging Impact Award. They can win, let's say, finalists in all categories, receive $25,000 for their charity. The winners in the Catalyst Community Service, Next Gen and Volunteer of the Year categories receive $50,000. The advisor who receives the Lifetime Achievement Award receives $75,000. That's a lot of money for a charity, can really help. I've uh, been lucky enough to be on the, the nominated committee, the, no, the awards committee, the judging committee, for a bunch of these different awards. It's really hard. These advisors do some great work, both local communities in the US, in South America, in Central America, in Africa, in Asia, across the world, uh, and right here at home. All kinds of great uh, stories, great charities that help people of all uh, ages, shapes, and sizes. You should uh, uh, nominate someone and also donate. Your company will probably match your donation, which provides twice the benefit please go to investinothers.org. Thanks. The next story in the July news, Mariner Wealth Advisors agrees to acquire the Financial Services Network, 
a hybrid RIA with 400 advisors and 26 billion in client assets. This was in Investment News written by Jeff Benjamin. The Financial Services Network is currently an OSJ under LPL Financial with 6 billion of their own AUM and the other 20 billion in assets are held by their independent advisors. So what's really interesting about this deal, uh, we don't normally talk about RIA's acquisitions, but this is very technology related for a number of reasons. And there's a number of levels to this technology play. The first one is Mariner Advisors, uh, which is one of the largest RIA aggregators in the country. Uh, they're nationwide. They have uh, launched, they launched in 2020, something called Mariner Platform Solutions, which was their own back office uh, and technology play to have RIAs join them uh, and use that technology to attract them. And it was based on a partnership with Dynasty Financial. So they launched that together. So Dynasty is providing the services and uh, being white labeled under Mariner Platform Solutions. I'm sure Mariner is adding their own special sauce and their own processes to that. And the next layer down is InvestNet invested in Dynasty Financial in January of 2020. And they also offer an advisor, they call it the Advisor Services Exchange, powered by Dynasty. So there's a lot going on here. We're seeing a, a shift in this offering of technology to RIAs. It used to be mainly broker-dealers that would offer technology platforms to independent you know, independent broker-dealers, offering to independent RIAs who then affiliate with the broker-dealer uh, and use compliance from them and back office services and the technology platform. And then we start seeing more RIAs offering it, uh, larger RIAs growing like Carson Group, United Planners, uh, United Technologies, um, and uh, other firms. Um, sorry, that's the United Technologies, United Capital, which was acquired by Goldman. We're also building out these platforms and networks, you know, advisor networks, offering technology and other uh, other uh, services. Uh, it's really becoming very popular. Uh, these firms, some of these firms are PE backed, uh, firms like Beacon Point and others that are uh, acquiring uh, interest rate uh, firms, uh, RIAs, and bringing them onto their platforms or offering them to stay stay independent and just, just affiliating with them and using their platform. So there's a lot of technology going on in here. Mariner Platform Solutions has had 40 independent advisors with um, 2.6 billion. So they were they basically bought a company that was 10 times their size. So that's a huge deal for for Bic, for Marty Bicknell. Uh, says a lot about uh, where he's going and how he's managed to build his Mariner platform and how impressive it is that a 26 billion dollar uh, RIA would would look to to join them rather than staying under LPL. And LPL's got a great platform as well. ClientWorks is a fantastic solution. They've got uh, tremendous integrations, over 70 uh, systems, 70 different applications integrate with uh, with uh, ClientWorks. They've built out a lot of their own technology, but they were still attracted to the Mariner solution, which is again, really the Dynasty solution slash investment underneath. Uh, so there's a lot of competition for these firms. For the first quarter, no, for the second quarter of 2022, Mariner announced at least seven different deals. We're seeing a lot of activity in RIA acquisitions, RIA affiliations, uh, so they were fourth in volume behind Creative Planning, Mercer Advisors, and Beacon Point, which I mentioned earlier, according to investment bank and consulting firm Echelon Partners. And these uh, acquisitions, I think in 2022, is this this year? First half of the year. There were 182 total deals just in the first half of 2022, and multiple acquirers. So firms that bought at least two made at least two deals were responsible for 120 of the 180. So what is that, two-thirds? So you're seeing the, the multiple acquirers snapping up most of these deals. 
These firms have business models centered around scale and use M&A to drive growth, each of them relying on a private equity backer to do so, according to Echelon Partners' second quarter deal report. We're seeing the same thing here at Ezra Group. We work with a lot of these firms, helping them with technology strategy, technology solutions, operational improvements. Uh, also on the other side, we work with PE firms who are looking to fund these uh, these RIAs in their acquisitions. Uh, so PE firms will come to a Ezra Group, my company, and say, hey, you know, we're looking to buy X, whatever firm this is, and they're doing a lot of acquisitions. How is their tech stack? How is their platform? Can it scale? They're at 10 billion, 20 billion, 30 billion now. Can they go to 60 billion or 100 billion on the current tech stack? Or are we going to have to put in a lot of money? So we do a lot of looking at these, these platforms and um, a lot of them are really, really good. They, they've really done a very good job building out a, st a stable, scalable platform using off-the-shelf solutions. There isn't a lot of custom development going on. Fair amount of custom integrations, which we always say requires a lot of effort. You know, if, if the vendor's integrations worked half as well as they said they did, we'd be out of a job. So they, you really need to have some strong tech staff if you're going to be building a best-of-breed platform like some of these companies have. So we're looking for a lot more of these deals being announced. Uh, we'll still have another half of 2022 to go. But congrats to Mariner Wealth Advisors on the acquisition of the Financial Services Network. We're moving to the digital onboarding section of the news. I've got three stories all related to digital onboarding. First one, Schwab updates their digital onboarding. Schwab enhances digital onboarding to support multiple account openings. You can read this in Investment News by my good friend, Ryan Neal. Schwab Advisor Services announced an update to their digital onboarding platform that enables advisors to open and fund up to 10 new client accounts in one digital envelope. Now, this is uh, great news for Schwab customers, although they are a bit behind the times. Other vendors have offered this option for many years, including firms like DocuPace and others, uh, even other broker dealers have had this uh, advisor group built out their onboarding platform called Equipped that can open up multiple accounts in one digital envelope. So finally, Schwab is catching up. So this, of course, enables clients to authorize the accounts with fewer clicks on their computers or mobile devices, because rather than doing it one for each account, you just do it once and you get up to 10 accounts for Schwab. So this was built to top their uh, digital account opening tool that was first launched in 2018 and took about three years for them to even roll it out. You know how big Schwab is. So took them a long time to do anything. Now they're just enhancing that capability now that it's there. For advisors using, uh, using Schwab's digital onboarding, the percentage of documents found to be not in good order or NIGO has dropped to 4% from nearly 30%, which is huge. I mean, 30% NIGO, that's a lot of errors. It's a lot of unhappy clients and unhappy advisors and also unhappy operations people. So glad they're finally getting that uh, together. Other improvements include the ability to, for advisors to upload as many as 16 commonly used Schwab documents, such as welcome letters, advisor agreements, and regulatory disclosures for new clients to view, edit, acknowledge, and approve. Again, everyone's got that. Every document management, new account opening, workflow process has the ability to upload firm documents. Not the big a deal. But as Schwab completes their integration with TD Ameritrade, which they acquired back in November 2019, they are investing more. They said they're tripling the amount they're investing in advisor technology compared to before the deal. That's important because they got a lot to work on. Then now, from what I hear from talking to advisors, and we talk to a lot of advisors, the ones that use Schwab's digital on onboarding, the one that they rolled out in 2018, really like it. So it works well for what it does. 
and now it's even better, more enhancements, but it's still got some work to do. They noted on their roadmap, they're going to be adding uh, uh, support for different account types, such as SMAs. So you cannot open an SMA digitally now at Schwab, as well as a wide, wider range of asset transfers, which would be ACATs, which says to me they've got some problems there and it's difficult to, to, to do ACAT into uh, a digital account, which also limits what advisors can move. So they've got to li liquidate rather than uh, just open the account up with existing assets, which could be a problem, and the ability to add IRA beneficiaries. So that's the, the, the lowdown on what Schwab is doing in the digital advice world. Next up in our digital uh, onboarding uh, section is American Century selects Marstone to provide digital wealth management platform for new and existing clients. American Century is rolling out the digital advice platform. You can read this on financialadvisoriq.com. They are a um, they, this relationship with American Century, which is a $230 billion asset manager. They are uh, launching this new uh, platform, which is going to be, um, so it's, they're, they're calling it, um, so it's right now the current clients uh, will be able to access the platform, but eventually they're going to open up to other clients. So right now only existing clients can access this digital uh, platform, but soon more. At the same time, this new platform, according to American Century, uh, is supposed to be cheaper than their current private client group services. I would hope so. If, uh, if it's a private client group, they should be well, they're probably a little expensive. So that group, uh, described as the company's premier advice service, has a 50k account minimum with an annual fee of 90 basis points. Now, this digital advice I imagine is for smaller accounts. So they got to lower that fee and lower that minimum if they expect this to work. Now, um, this is a big win for Marstone and their CEO, Margaret Hardigan. Congrats, uh, you guys. The Marstone's digital wealth management approach will provide American Century's advisors with a number of key features, according to the press release. Fully customizable investor assessment and risk tolerance questionnaire, client onboarding, personalized client dashboard, money movement, including funding, one-time recurring contributions and withdrawals. They can do trading and rebalancing services and goals-based financial planning. We're seeing a lot of these types of services being rolled into the digital onboarding, digital advice category, especially the goals-based planning and some basic money movement. It's really moving up the value chain for these firms, giving them more and more capabilities for self-directed onboarding, self-directed activities. And then hopefully they can, when these accounts grow larger, they can slide them into advisor business. They can do recommendations to advisors. Hey, this digital account, just hit 250,000 or whatever the minimum is for advisors. Let's transfer this over to you. So it's a great way to handle small accounts and try to prospect for them to grow into bigger accounts. So congrats to Marstone. And Marstone has a couple of deals they've announced uh, as they're growing as one of the leading providers of digital wealth platforms. They announced a deal with HSBC Bank back in October, 2018. So great news for them. Third story in digital onboarding is Advisor 360 launches digital onboarding for its flagship wealth management software. Advisors can open client accounts faster than before in as little as 90 seconds, according to Advisor 360. Now, this company was spun out from Commonwealth Financial Network into a standalone tech vendor after they basically, they were the in-house tech team, uh, very large team that built out Commonwealth's proprietary wealth management platform um, which they call Advisor Three. It's still called Advisor Three Hundred and Sixty, but they now spun it off into its own company, offering enterprise wealth management uh, technology. Their digital onboarding is supposed to transform how advisors do business 
by reducing the amount of time it takes for their clients to start using your products and services. In Advisor 360's digital onboarding, there will be enhanced pre-filling of forms and data collection, Reg BI recommendations, disclosure questions, and type ahead address functionality. The advisors can also bundle and send all accounts related forms together to clients through DocuSign for unified and seamless e-sign. Of course, DocuSign is the most popular e-sign program in the world. So we've got that that rounds out our document, uh, digital onboarding tools and technology. You can see uh, on the Keatsis Ezra Group map, the digital onboarding category. You can check out all those vendors anytime you like. We've got a bunch of them there, let's see. In digital onboarding, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So 10, 3, 6, 9, 10, 11. Sorry, 11 vendors in digital onboarding. Please check them out. Um, you just click on any of the icons in the Financial Advisor Tech Solutions map, which you can find on keysys.com. Next up in the July news is the uh, Keatsis Ezra Group Advice Tech Map Changes. What are the changes that are coming in the July, I've heard in the August. So this is a uh, July news, but um, these changes, uh, the updates to the map are gonna be in the August um, Advice Tech um, map, right? So the we do this every month. Um, Michael Keats and I get together and we go through uh, all the new vendors or vendors that want to be changed or new vendors that are coming in that want to be on the map, review them, decide which ones are going and which ones are not going. So I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of who they are and what categories are going in. One vendor, first vendor is called Unitify, which provides behavior-based ba behavior advising, assessment, and investor snapshots. They're going into behavioral assessment category. It's Unitify, U-N-I-T-I-F-I. Next company is called Adelia Risk, begins with an A, A-D-E-L-I-A, -A, Adelia Risk. They are a cybersecurity firm. They're going under managed services. Have that one. Next one is OnRamp Investing, is, uh, which is basically a cryptocurrency company helping advisors manage and, and, and buy cryptocurrencies for their clients. That's going, we don't, not, we don't have a cryptocurrency category yet on the Advisor Tech Solutions Map. So they're going under Specialized Planning Other. Next vendor is called CoreV, C-O-R-V-E-E. -E. Some of these names uh, are, are uh, a little hard to uh, uh, speak. You have to really see the name. It's hard to tell you what the name is. CoreV, C-O-R-V-E-E.com. Specialized Tax Planning is where they go under. You can check them out. Uh, and then we're also um, looking at a couple of firms that we didn't have on the platform. Uh, we're putting, we're including Microsoft Dynamics under CRM, even though they are a generic product. We don't like to have too many generic products on the map, but since so many firms are using them as CRM, we put them on there. And then uh, Interactive Brokers is being added to custodial platforms. So if you are a vendor and you'd like to be on the map, please send an email to, uh, you can send it to me, Craig at or Adam at Keatsys.com. Might get faster response time. Uh, to and then we'll review you in the next month's map. Some other changes we are um, so that we don't have a crypto category yet. It's going into other. We're um, we're actually thinking about splitting up digital marketing into infrastructure and content because digital marketing firms tend to to um, self uh, self divide into those different categories. Some of these firms are really purely focused on the infrastructure of digital marketing whereas others are more content generation. Like we were talking earlier about um, Bento Engine, they're really more of a content 
uh, company. They really have got their own content, which they they create, and then they push it out to a, to um, clients uh, based on some proprietary methodologies. Whereas other firms don't have content; they're more just delivery of content. So a firm like Hearsay, as an example, they uh, have a, their own uh, engine, but you're, it's designed for broker dealers to plug in their content into the platform that then gets pushed out uh, to clients. So we're thinking of splitting it. it. Hasn't been split yet. We still have the digital marketing category, but we are thinking of splitting that into infrastructure and content. And we're also looking at specialized planning. The specialized planning category is huge. There's a lot of firms. I can't even count them. There's, there's probably like 40 in there. Broken out into retirement, state, legacy, tax, student loan, and the other. Others, we don't like catch-alls. You know, the others are getting too big. I think we're looking to split out um, in the, from the other specialized planning and make a cash management category. And that would be firms like Flourish, Advisor Cash, Max My Interest, and so on. Those firms would be under cash management. And that's really all we have for the Vicetech map. Um, thanks for listening. Um, I'm listening, so I got a couple of things to talk about before we go. One of them is uh, conferences. There aren't really many conferences going on right now, but if you're looking to uh, uh, connect with me and you are gonna be going to conferences, this year, if you're going to be at the following conferences, we can get together, grab a drink, grab some coffee. I'm going to be at Future Proof, so you can. That's going to be in September. Uh, what is the date of that? Hold on a second. So the Future Proof Conference. Let's look at the Future Proof Conference. I don't have the date here. Okay, September 11th to the 14th, 2022. That's going to be in Huntington Beach, California. Uh, Advice Tech Live, which is a one-day virtual conference, uh, is on September 29th. You can check them out at advicetech.live.live. Oh, and Future Proof is futureproof.advisorcircle.com. I will be at the XRPN conference in October uh, 8th through the 11th in Denver. And then I will be at the Riskalyze conference, and I don't have the date for that as well. It's October, Risk Alive Fearless Investing Summit, which is in Salt Lake City. Come on, man. Fearless Investment Summit, Salt Lake City 2022. The dates are October 19th to the 21st. So there you go. So you can go to risklives.com to learn more about that. And that's the end of the news from for July. Thanks for listening. I'm glad you made it here. Uh, please go to our website. Ezra Group LLC.com. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for our newsletter. Once a month, you'll receive an email chock full of wealth management goodness, news, analysis, links, updates. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening and talk to you all again next time.